defense, you know, you'd have a low yielding crop there and you think to yourself, like, these lambs, I will skin this, but they actually they actually don't really utilize much more than the higher yielding crop. Different factors influence that, obviously, weather, contamination is a big thing. You'd see a lot of leaf on the ground that they wouldn't touch. So, you know, the lambs, you're walking through the crop and if it's mucky and dirt, you know, all over the leaf, they're not going to eat it. But on the other hand, then, the higher yielding crops, as you said, they do have to reach up for the leaf. But it's just the stem, portion of stem is the problem them on high yielding crops. Like on average there across three years, I think kale, we looked at it, it had 62% of it was made up of stalk, so which isn't really ideal for lamb grazing systems. Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you its insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this week's episode, I'm joined by postgraduate student Mark Dolan to discuss aspects of management on forage brassicas this winter. We discussed the yields of the different crops that Mark has grown over the last number of years, the utilisation rates and the factors that influence them, and how they've adapted management during periods of poor weather conditions. We finish up talking about lamb kill-out on the crops and the impact that regular drafting can have on grazing days. We start off, however, with Mark giving a bit of background to the work he's been involved with over the past number of years. So part of my research here in Chagas Nathan Rye was um, looking at different finishing systems for hillbred lambs after waning. So these be Scotch blackface lambs and Texas cross Scotch blackface lambs. So the crops we, we, we sowed here in Athen Rye were three brassica crops. Uh, we had a kale, forage rape and a hybrid brassica, other known as Red Start. So the hybrid brassica is a cross between the kale and the rape. Um, these would have been sown just throughout the summer, start into May um, and grazed in from first week in, first week in October. So the lambs would have been bought in in, in August and then allocated to their diets and then put on the crop then on in October as I said. Mark, you've repeated this over a couple of years. Like we might cover some of the basics often is what kind of yields were you getting off them three brassicas? And did you see much variation from year to year? There was a bit of variation here and um weather was obviously a big impact on that. Um so the first year I think it was the year of the drought. So you know the different challenges in that regard. But Generally, on average, across the three years, you'd be looking at about six to seven ton. Um, you know, as I said, that can that can vary. Um, I think kale. The first two years of the of the kale were very light. We we're disappointed with that because usually it is a higher yielding crop. But then the third year, would it would a very good um, crop of kale. So it it did vary across the years. And look, I think that's something we're seeing around the country. Um, we're seeing that variation. But by and large, like Dempsey Brassica, you were fairly uniform in terms of what the yield of the, it was the, the year effect had the biggest impact on them, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, that's what you'd see. Like the forage rape and higher brassica were very good consistently. Um a small, small variation yield, but they were they were they were very consistent for 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 getting a good yield. Mark, you were saying that like at, at upper end you were hitting that kind of six to seven ton yield, which was a good crop on it. In the more difficult years, what kind of lower yield were you hitting in them crops? Yeah, so you would have been getting about three to four ton. Um, probably would have been the lowest in 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 terms of of, of crop yield. Um, we'd see not a, a, a big variation within years as opposed to different paddocks. Some paddocks might yield seven or eight ton, and some might yield you know three ton. But um. I yeah. probably should have said that at the start. Like you, you'd multiple paddocks in, and so you know you had that variation among fields as well. Yeah, yeah. So we have four replicates of each of each treatment. So, and they would have been assigned across the to, across the the area. So it'd be a variation. Just from a grazing point of view on those crops, and 
I suppose this one maybe is a difficult question to give a definitive answer on, but from that kind of three to four ton crop, do we see a lot of around the country this year? Like yields have been variable up to the higher yield of crop of the six to seven tons. What did the crop look like? Like the lower crops typically, Mark, maybe from a sheep point of view, probably a bit more leaf than stem. Yeah, I think it's important, I suppose, to strike the balance in 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 yield for for land grazing systems. Like we would have seen that that, that upper upper level yields of seven or eight ton lambs are grazed the leaf, but they're just not able to graze the stem. And the stem and leaf ratio has has is a, is a big um, factor for that. Well, essentially, it, it's it's the energy like so the the leaf is the higher energy bit of it, so it's it's probably it's more energy dense. So yeah, it's yeah. Dri- so it's, the, dri- we, it's we, driving we, performance better. Definitely, yeah. And I suppose in, in in when you're managing these crops, it's important that you you optimize that and maybe strike the balance between you know getting good utilization out of your crop, but also maintaining animal performance. Like we could. Let let open the gate, I suppose, and you could let the the lambs into the whole crop, and they could eat all the leaf, and you can get mighty performance. But then, on the other hand, you know your your carrying capacity and days on the crop is going to be reduced, and I suppose that's very important too. So look, I suppose from the yield point of view, there's a kind of a happy medium maybe there for lamb finishing systems, maybe as opposed to cattle systems where the higher yield wouldn't be as big of an issue. Yeah, definitely. That like there's more ongoing research now, and that's right here looking at the, the effect of crop yield and, and looking at the different utilizations. And I think there is a happy medium there where you can, you know, looking at the crop when it's grown over the summer, it seems that when the leaf is grown, it, starts, it doesn't grow any more leaf. It's, it's, the, it's the stem proportion that's increasing as the yield increases. So that's definitely something that needs to be factored in. And there's more research going to be coming out on that now as well. That's probably what's driving the overall yield a bit more. Look, you mentioned utilisation, and I suppose I'm cognizant to back me head here. It's been a difficult year now. Admittedly, your work has been in that ray, which is typically high rainfall, but in the southeast where we see more of these crops, they've experienced more of that. Um, let's talk about this in a bit more. Give me maybe the kind of, in a good year, Mark, what typical utilisation are you expecting to get off them three different brassicas? Yeah, so on average over the three years, as I said, we're getting six to se- six to seven ton of dry matter per hectare on them crops, and you'll be looking at about sixty percent here, and on average throughout the year. Now this can vary an awful lot. You know, the lambs start in October; they mightn't finish till January or February. Like you get down as low as forty percent in times of heavy rainfall or in challenging weather conditions. But on the other hand, then you can get up to 75 percent. You know, on on um, on good weather, and if you know again back to the the happy medium with the yield. If, if you have you know a good proportion of leaf available there for the lambs, they will eat majority of that leaf. But we did some some different things. They're looking at the utilization of actually the actual stem and leaf, and you know the the lambs do eat about ninety percent of the of the leaf that's offered to them. Um, the rest m- might just you know contaminated leaf that the, that they won't eat. Look, I I think if we put that in context, maybe in recent weeks we're probably heading. We're not. We're certainly not at the sixty percent. We're probably heading more fifty, and maybe south of it in some weeks. Um, like, look, you've been through this kind of weather before. With it. What steps did you take to kind of manage in those more difficult conditions? Like, how often were you given breaks on that crop, and did you change it in more difficult weather? Yeah, there, there surely was some difficult times out in the crop now throughout the winters. But um, look, what we were doing at the start was we'd give a, a, a two two day break. So. These allocations, they weren't just going up and put up a wire and they weren't an estimate. We went out and did an actual crop yield, which I think is important in a commercial sense that you need to know what you have available and how long you're going to get out of it. 
So we we would have done this by clip the clipping away method, similar to the grass, with a one meter squared quadrant, clipped down to the grazing height, and then that then gave us a, a yield, and we're able then to allocate the crop based off that. So we're estimating the intake of the lambs with about four percent of their body weight. Um, so as I said, they were getting two day breaks at the start, and in times of bad, you know, bad weather or heavy rainfall, we we brought this back to one day breaks and gave them maybe you know a meter or two more. So that just you know kept them fed, kept them, I suppose, keep the thrive going and not to let them slip back. Yeah, and look, I, that's a, you mentioned this already. So you did like just that happy medium about getting as much out of the crop as you can, which obviously you want to do and try and budget it out. But also, like, as purpose is there for land finishing, so you can't really afford to go too hard on them either, or you're going to slow down performance. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's probably the, the biggest factor on grazing basket crops. You know, you're trying to get the most days out of it because I know it's an expensive crop to put in now at the minute. But also, as you said, you're finishing lambs, you need to get them going as quick as you can and optimize the performance. Just in terms of the higher or lower yielding crop. Maybe is there an argument there? And someone in the really bad conditions, do you get slightly better utilization of them higher yielding crops? Maybe on the leaf is fought up, you get less contamination than the lower yielding ones. Yeah, we would have seen a lot of that. You know, even you know you'd have a low yielding crop there, and you think to yourself, like these lambs, I will skin this, but they actually, they actually don't really utilize much more than the higher yielding crop. Um, different factors influence that. Obviously, weather contamination is a big thing. You'd see a lot of leaf on the ground that they wouldn't touch. So, you know, the lambs, you're walking through the crop and if it's mucky and dirt, you know, all over the leaf, they're not going to eat it. But on the other hand, then the higher yielding crops, as you said, they do have to reach up for, for, for that, for the leaf. But it's just the stem, proportion of stem is what is the problem them on high yielding crops. Do you know, like on average there across three years in kale, we looked at it, it had 62% of it was made up of stalk. So which isn't really ideal for, for lamb grazing systems. Like Mark, the one thing with this year, look, it's been wet, but the one thing we haven't seen yet is any real cold snaps. What impact has hard frost on those crops and how did you manage them during that period? Last year was the was the real, you know, the only year really we, we experienced hard frost. Um, I, I know I can remember Jesus went over our 10 days, I'd say. So for brassica crops, you, you can't graze them when, when they're frozen. So what we had to do was we had to supplement them with silage and introduce small amount of concentrates um, to the diet out in the field until that frost came off the crop. In terms of effect it had on the crop, we've seen the yield drastically reduced after it. the crop essentially was just dying away after the frost. Um, you know, that really impacted the, the overall carrying capacity, I suppose, and get, getting lambs grazing over, you know, after the Christmas and, and in the early spring. But... So look, that was a extreme case. Um, in your typical frost overnight, you know, we just leave the, the crop for a couple hours in the morning until the fr- frost thaws, and then you know, it's safe to let the lambs into that. Then, okay. Look, you, you mentioned something else. It's probably important at this stage of the season. Most are on these crops now. We're on them a couple of weeks. You know, given the weather we had, maybe they're going through them a bit quicker than they should. Maybe the first lambs graze out and going through it a bit slower. Mark, like it, it's still a good chance to actually. Leave take a yield on that crop and budget out how long have you left on it and I suppose combined with that we're going to need to know where the lambs are at but like the basics are still estimating what's left in the crop for the rest of the, for the remaining part of the season is important yeah. at this stage deal yeah it's a very important because you need to know I suppose even your drafting patterns and stuff Joe you need to get the lambs off that crop you need to know 
what you have left or how long it's going to get you through. Um, and I suppose utilisation, you know, all them things all feed into the overall carrying capacity, uh, which is very important. That's what, like, the other aspect of carrying capacity, and I'm going to talk to you about the lamb end of it for a moment. Like, in terms of drafting lambs off it, you know, if the crop went in, well, you have a good yield on it, got the lamb settling well, you have your health treatments done, they can perform quite well on it. So in terms of drafting, Mark, like, what kind of kill-outs were you getting on those different brassicas? Yeah, so we were aiming for an 18 to 21 kilo carcass. Um, so as a result, we were killing lambs off of anything from 43 kilos and above. And in turn, then, we were hitting, getting the carcass in between 18 and 21, and they're killing out about 44%. Which was a which is a good kill out um, when you consider what time of the year it is and everything. We also had another treatment inside on on ad lib concentrates and Nebraska crops were on par in terms of kill out percentage with these. So there's a great opportunity there to, to to get a good kill out on, on such crops. I suppose just to caveat that, like it was it was pure hill lambs and hill crossbred lambs you were working with on it. You, know, you yeah. might you might expect slightly higher even in lowland in lowland lambs. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And I suppose, you know, you could leave them on the crop a bit longer and get up to the, you know, the typical 23 kilo carcass. But, you know, in terms of the experiment and stuff, we needed lambs, we needed we needed figures to work with. So them lambs were drafted and, you know, they all had well, an effect. It, and... it, it does bring up another important point. Like if you have your batch of finishing lambs on it, certainly in your right, you could wait till you get to the very upper end of the carcass. Some will be gone over the limit, um, which, you know, is, is not ideal either. But, you know, reducing that number the whole time, that's going to have a big impact on the amount of crop use, obviously, but it'll have an impact too on the poaching and the utilisation as well, I imagine. Just reducing that overall graze number. So drafting, Mark, dropping out a small number as you go is important. Definitely important, Kieran. yeah. Do you know, five or ten lambs every two weeks is, is, a, is a big number in terms of grazing days. Like, do you know, if you draft a few as you go along, do you know, it might give you two or three weeks, even a month more grazing than in, in the other side. So, yeah, look, it's all about, you know, doing all them things, um, trying to hit all the targets and get as many lambs killed off the crop as you can, I suppose. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we get a dry week and we improve some of the, the grazing conditions for some farmers out there. Definitely, yeah. A bit of good weather now is badly needed after the year we had. But, um, yeah, look, if we've got a good bit of weather, it's a bit easier for farmers to, you know, get a bit of performance and utilisation out of it. Mark, look, it was good getting that update for you. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks again. No problem, Kieran. We'll leave it there for this week's episode. I'd like to thank Mark again for coming on with us. Hopefully we'll get him back at some point before he finishes up to discuss the land performance and some more detailed aspects of that study he's been involved with. That's it for me for updates on our sheep programme. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to follow us for more episodes.